Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? I hope you're doing absolutely fantastic. I'm Dr. Daph, and you're listening to The Dr. Daph Show. And we are starting a brand new series that I'm really excited about because I know that this is going to bless and heal so many of you who are open to receiving it. And this series is called Fiercely Feminine. We are going to be talking about the backside, the root of a lot of the things that may be impacting your ability to really show up as a feminine woman, the woman that you know you are inside, the woman that God has called you to be. This first topic today we are covering is about mourning your childhood. It's about talking about how your childhood impacted or impacts your femininity. So these videos, just a warning, a trigger warning, these videos could in fact trigger lots of emotional feelings. They may also produce things that you have just kind of been suppressing. And because of that, when I want to give you this warning, if you're someone who needs to listen to this with a therapist, seek counseling right after. If it, this is something that's going to really impact you in that kind of way, I want you to be mindful of that. Be careful of that. Allow yourself to have a support after listening because I don't want you to be in a situation where you feel a lot and you don't have an outlet, especially if you don't finish the podcast because I know that the Lord's presence is here. The presence of his Holy Spirit is here. God is here to heal and to help and that you will feel lighter. You will feel lifted. You will not listen to this and feel heavy. It'll be the complete opposite. The heaviness will finally lift. But if you, for some reason, don't finish the podcast and you go to work or you do something in between and you're left with that feeling of heaviness, you will need some kind of outlet if you have trigger points. So that is just a warning, an FYI, get to know what you need. But overall, I am so excited because this is the most important thing that you could ever listen to is the healing message of Jesus, why Jesus came, which is to be able to heal your broken heart, to be able to set you free from all the things that have impacted who you are today. And he's doing that right now. I cannot wait to hear about all the testimonies that you will experience throughout the series because God is going to do something major for you in your life. And I'm, I'm excited for it. So take a deep breath. This is not going to be anything, you know, crazy, but I do want to just let you know that we're talking about deep stuff and it's important that we do. Sit back, relax, get something to drink, get something to write with, and let's talk about this. So the other day I was walking my son and there was this bookstore and there was this woman sitting outside of the store. I could tell that she worked there because she had a name tag and she had on a thick sweater. Now that day, it was about 98 degrees. It was so ridiculously hot. And I thought to myself, why is this woman out here wearing this huge coat? Well, once I walked into the bookstore, I realized it was freezing cold in the store. 
So even though everyone outside was warm, she was in an environment that was so cold that it required her to wear her jacket even when she stepped out of it. And that reminded me of what is happening with so many of you ladies. Because you have been in an environment that was so cold, because you've been in an environment your whole life that was so daunting, so traumatic, so evil, when you're out in the real world with everyone else, when you're out in society, you show up with a heavy coat. You show up behaving, looking different than the rest of us because you are behaving like the environment that you are in. And that is what I want to hopefully pull you away from, help take off that coat, help you to understand that you don't need it anymore by warming you up (laughs) because you belong here with the world. You don't belong in depression. You don't belong in PTSD. You don't belong in hopelessness, in fear, in anxiety. You don't belong in that. So I hope to help you today to be able to see how some of these things that you've experienced have had you put on that heavy coat in blazing hot weather and take it off. In talking about your childhood, your childhood is a precious time in your life. It's where you learn how to be you. It's where you gained your personality, your likes and your dislikes, is where you were taught about how the world works. Even today, your childhood impacts the way that you make decisions, the way that you see other people and their intentions. It impacts the way that you see your future, what you think is for you and not for you. It impacts everything. And unfortunately, so many of us have no idea how our childhood affects our current behavior. And we don't realize that this is not something we have to hold on to, that we have to keep. It's something that really we're able to take off if we're able to recognize what it was that was put upon us. Having a childhood that was disruptive, that was chaotic, that was evil, interferes with your ability to form meaningful connections, to be able to make the best decisions for yourself, to be able to have boundaries for yourself, to be able to know what is for you and what is not for you. And one of the most important things is that when you've had a childhood that was disruptive in some sort of way, it impacts your ability to be able to trust yourself trust your feelings, trust your judgment, trust your choices. That is what we have to touch on. Now, when I talk about a disruptive or chaotic childhood, I'm talking about things like perhaps living in a home where you were not cared for. Your parents did not show up for you in terms of taking care of your body, taking care of your hair, taking care of your needs. You were neglected emotionally. The things that you maybe said or felt were ignored or pushed aside. Maybe you had expectations of your life that were so ridiculously high that you could never achieve them. And so you have a sense of worthlessness. Maybe you went through something severe, like actual harm from your parents. Perhaps you went through actual physical abuse or, you know, other kinds of abuse from your caregivers or your parents. Maybe you were even in a situation where some of those things led to more problems like pregnancy or, you know, 
terminations of pregnancy or just being shunned. Maybe you grew up in poverty where your parents were working constantly so you did not have the ability to be able to see them, to be able to grow up with people who are guiding you and telling you what to do and what not to do so you were just allowed to run free and raise yourself. Maybe you grew up in a home where you didn't ever even have a childhood because your parents required you to be parents. You had younger siblings that you had to raise and you weren't able to experience being a kid, being free, just allowing yourself to have fun and not having to be serious and take on adult worries and adult responsibilities. Maybe your parents are immigrants and because of that, you had to do a lot of things in a way that required you to be sort of invisible in this world. Or maybe you felt invisible in your family. Maybe you just never felt seen. You had other siblings who were smarter and prettier and more gifted. And so you were in the background where you were one of many children. So there just wasn't enough attention for you. Maybe you had a sibling who had a disability. And because of that, that child received the majority of the attention. Perhaps there was a loss in your family. And so your parents spent so much time grieving that loss that they forgot that you were still here. You're still alive. You're still a child who needs love. Maybe you didn't grow up with your parents. Maybe one of your parents was incarcerated or both of your parents were addicted to drugs or alcohol or things of that nature and you never got to see them or they popped in and out whenever they felt like it and you never knew when you were going to see them. Maybe you grew up with grandparents and aunts and uncles and you never had a mom and a dad. Maybe your parents were together and then they got divorced or they stayed together and fought constantly. Maybe you grew up with parents who were ill and because of their illnesses, because of their sickness, they were not able to take care of you. Maybe you were taking care of them, picking them up from the floor, making sure they had something to eat, having to work jobs because you wanted to support them. Maybe you were forced to work jobs and you didn't even know you were working jobs as a child, right? Perhaps you grew up in a situation where your parents were withholding things from you like food and you never felt like you had enough. You were always hungry. You were always looking for more because the basics were not given to you. Or maybe the things that you experienced weren't even in your home. Maybe you grew up in a home that you had all the basics, but at school you were constantly bullied. Or if you're part of a program or a team or a group, you were singled out. You didn't fit in. And so you just never felt like enough. I know that I went through a long list of all the maybes, all the different things, all the different scenarios, but there are so many more that I did not mention because all of us have unique lives. We've all experienced unique things that have impacted our lives. And I would say almost everyone has experienced something. Now, for some people, I will say that they didn't experience much. <laughs> They're very privileged in that way. But I would say for the majority, almost everyone has in some way. It's just some people choose not to see those things as contributors to their personality, to their lifestyle until maybe someone points it out or they go to therapy. Unfortunately, you know, that also becomes an issue where they just suppress it so much that they're not willing to 
face it. And that's a different story. But but sadly, almost everyone has experienced something in their childhood that has negatively impacted them and impacted who they are today. And sometimes, my dear, you may not realize that something was wrong because when you grow up in an environment where there's so much dysfunction, there's so much chaos, or someone's doing something to you, it could be your own father doing something to you. And in your mind, it's normal. So it's not until later, it's not until you're older or you're in high school or college that you start to pick up on something being wrong. You know, and that causes a ton of guilt, a ton of shame, because you may start to believe that a lot of these things that you've experienced are a result of you willingly participating or willingly not shutting things down. And I am going to talk about more specific things in later videos, but I do want to remind you that as a child, none of those things were your fault. As a child, you were innocent. You were flawless. There was nothing about you that caused any of those things to happen. It is the adults or it is the other children or family members or whoever made those choices. It is on them, not on you. However, as humans, because we live in this fallen world, the devil will always try to make you feel like you had a hand in it. And so you can't fully give up responsibility. And that's just not true. That is actually a lie because the devil is a liar. He is a father of lies. And so those things are lies. But unfortunately, we believe them because it's too painful sometimes to admit that someone could be so evil, that someone could be so careless with us, that we maybe are just not deserving of a good life, deserving of real love, deserving of parents who actually love us, or love us more than drinks, love us more than drugs, love us more than other men, right? But you are worthy. You are so worthy because you are a child of God. God created you and he brought you into this world however that happened, even if it didn't happen in the most beautiful way, even if it happened as a result of a crime, even if it was a result of someone who had no business touching your mother or father, it's still the purpose of God for you to be here. He just needed to get you here and you're here. And you now have the opportunity to open up your heart to the love of God, to be able to free you from all the things that have happened. For those of you who are not familiar with Jesus Christ, who is a son of God, who is also God, and I've talked about this aspect of the Trinity of God. When Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was here on earth as a man, as a man, he said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives 
and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of our God's vengeance, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, festive oil instead of mourning, and splendid clothes instead of despair. And they will be called righteous trees planted by the Lord to glorify him. This is a reminder that Jesus came to be able to heal your broken heart. He came to be able to bring down the kingdom of heaven for you to be able to experience heaven's culture, lifestyle, and influence in every part of your life, in every part of your body right now. He came to bring heaven down to earth for you right now. And healing your broken heart is part of it because in heaven, there is no pain, there is no heartbreak, there is no trauma. And that's here for you now. The very first step to being able to free yourself from your childhood memories and the pain that you may have experienced is awareness. Is your ability, my love, to be able to see what happened as something that did in fact happen? To be able to call it by its name, as ugly and as horrible as it may be, to be able to acknowledge that it indeed did happen. And that's where you can begin. In certain things that I experienced myself as a child, I did not know that it even had a name until I got older and I came across certain things and I thought, whoa, this is a thing? I guess it is a thing. And I was able to put a name to it, which helps because different names do mean different things and it can cause me to feel differently even about what did happen. So knowing exactly what it's called does help you putting a name to it. But in addition to that, not just acknowledging it, but acknowledging that you were indeed a victim of it. Now, some people will say things like, well, you shouldn't have a victim mentality. You shouldn't allow the things that have happened to you to make you feel like a victim. No, I don't agree with that. You were a victim. It did happen to you. You did not deserve it. Someone did impose something upon you that you did not agree to. And you are a victim. You were a victim. It doesn't mean that you have to hold on to that and create an entire lifestyle around that fact. But acknowledging that it is indeed a fact is important because it positions you in a place to understand that you do need help. You do need help to be able to get out of what someone put you in. That's how you open up your heart to Jesus. That's how you open up your heart to healing is by knowing that you do need help. There is nothing wrong with that. That's necessary for your healing. That's what's going to take off this cloud of shame and this bravado, this false sense of being tough and that you can just take anything or that people can do whatever to you. Whatever shawl, whatever jacket, whatever coat you've placed on yourself because of those things can now be taken off, right? Because you indeed were a victim. 
and that needs to be acknowledged by you. Now, some of you might say things like, well, I wasn't a victim. That's just how things go. That's just how things are in my culture. You know, I dads are allowed to slap their children around to the point where they're bleeding or we're allowed to, you know, whatever it is, whatever excuse people make to justify their awful behavior. Unfortunately, as children, we adopt and accept those excuses and say, this is just how it is. This is just how it is to attend a boarding school. You get traumatized, <laughs> you know, like this is just part of the process. It's part of the, the hazing into life, whatever excuses are made. They are excuses. It's not, in fact, the truth. They are just excuses. It's not the truth. Again, the devil seeping into that. It's all lies. They're lies to push you further and further away from your healing because it's not about whether or not it's in the law book as a crime that causes you to be a victim. It's about how whatever it is made you feel. If it made you feel like a victim, you have a right to that feeling, even if everyone goes through it. Doesn't mean it's okay. And so acknowledging that you are a victim frees you from that, frees you from being part of that lie. So many of you ladies, unfortunately, have a very difficult time embracing your femininity because you have not allowed yourself to feel. Perhaps the things that have happened in your childhood caused you to block out feelings completely. Perhaps if you start to feel, you may not be able to stop feeling. And then you have to feel the things that you don't want to feel, which is why so many people, unfortunately, get involved in drugs and alcohol because it numbs a feeling. And that feeling sometimes is just too painful, right? And so because you're not going to feel in one area, you won't feel in any areas. So if you're a mom, guess what? You're not going to be feeling and your child is going to suffer because of what you went through. That feeling has to kick in at some point. You have to be able to accept the feeling that comes with it so that you can heal. The feeling will not stay if you allow yourself to receive the help to release it. So I hope that you can get to a point where you're not locking out your true feelings, that you can be genuine and authentic with yourself and honest enough to be able to admit the way that you feel about the things that have happened to you. And I hope you're not eating right now because this may be a little gross. So just kind of put your food down for a second. What you're essentially doing is throwing it all up. You're just purging. You're throwing it all up, all the gunk, all the nastiness, all the ugliness, all the pain, all the deception, the trauma, the abuse, everything. You're throwing it up, but you're flushing it down the toilet. It's going away. It's not going to just be there for you to look at and sit in. You're flushing the toilet and it's going away. It's also necessary that you learn to create boundaries. When your boundaries have been violated at a young age, it shifts your mentality in terms of even knowing when your boundaries are being crossed. That feeling you get inside of you when you know someone is doing something to you that you don't like, that you don't want, that you don't want to hear, you don't want to say yes to, whatever it is, and you can't stop yourself from 
giving that person your phone number, even though everything inside of you said don't, from going on that date when everything inside of you said don't, from not sharing your feelings or for just letting people take advantage of you, letting people use you for your time and use you for your gifts and just being too open, having nothing to protect you, nothing to protect your feelings, nothing to protect your body, nothing to protect your time, nothing to protect your mind, that is a result of your boundaries being violated. So once you know that this is what happened, and when I say boundaries being violated, that is in every way. That could even be you telling your mom, I'm having severe cramps right now. I feel like something is going on. Your mom being like, girl, everyone goes through that. That's just part of being a woman. Like, deal with it. You're still going to go to school. You're still going to go to band practice. Like, forget it, (laughs) you know? Or you sharing with your mother or father your feelings about something and them completely disregarding it. These are emotional wounds. These are things that make you feel like what you feel mentally or physically is not important. And that makes you question yourself. And this causes you to not have boundaries, not have appropriate strong boundaries for yourself because where's your self-worth, right? Something that can really help you in being able to create these boundaries for yourself is really learning emotional language just heightening your emotional vocabulary. Unfortunately, for a lot of us who grew up in situations where maybe you weren't taught about how to express yourself appropriately, or for some of you ladies grew up in poverty, or you grew up in homes where your education was not valued, or maybe you couldn't go to school because you had so much to do, or your parents were such a mess, whatever the case might be. If you were in an environment where I just remembered something. Did I talk about foster children? If I didn't talk about foster children, you are probably on the top of my list of people who have really lost their childhood. That just really hit me right now. I don't know if I mentioned it, but if I didn't mention it, my ladies who have been in the foster care system at any point in time, healing through Christ, I send to you. Learning emotional vocabulary will help you to be able to pinpoint how you actually feel because sometimes you don't have the words to describe what you feel. So you think that it's one thing and it's something else. And that can really get in the way of your life. And I will add this, when you are learning to create boundaries for yourself as a person, understanding that you do not need to explain If you're someone who has experienced a lot of chaos in your childhood, a lot of manipulation, maybe having a narcissistic parent, being around people who know how to twist your words and twist the things that they think you're saying and just make you feel like nothing. For those of you ladies, explaining yourself is only going to open the door for more questions, for being antagonized, for drama. When you start creating these boundaries for yourself in terms of saying no, in terms of saying I can't, I don't want to, learning how to stop explaining yourself is going to be important. You don't need the emotional vocabulary necessarily to tell other people all the time what you feel. 
you do need it sometimes, but it's about telling yourself. When someone asks you, are you able to make it to so-and-so's party this week? We really need you there. And you're saying, oh, I would love to, but I can't because I have to pick up my daughter and I have to, mm, it's just, I really wish I could, but unfortunately I won't be able to make it. Thank you for asking. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate that. And that's it. That's it. No explanation needed. And if you get questions as to why, why can't you? Why not? Da, 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 da. What if we did? Your response is the response that you already gave them. The same response again and again and again and again and again and again until they stop. <laughs> because manipulation is one of the tools that for those of you who have experienced chaotic childhoods, you know, manipulation is one of the things that will get you every time if you're not able to catch on to what the person is doing. So learning how to create boundaries, learning emotional vocabulary, and learning how to stand firm with your feet planted in your feelings is going to be necessary. It may be hard. It may feel painful. It may feel like the worst thing that you have to do because you are risking another person rejecting you, risking losing out on that circle, that friend group, whatever it might be. Just know that your life is being looked after by the Lord above. That these things are tests and trials as to whether or not you value yourself as a person. And until you're able to pass these tests, It'll be very difficult for you to enjoy the beautiful life that God has given you to enjoy. He will help you. I know it feels heavy. I know it feels like a lot. And sometimes it feels completely impossible depending on who you're dealing with. But that is why you take these burdens, you take this pain, you take all of these issues and you put it on the Lord. You put it on God and you tell him, I feel heavy. I feel burdened. I need help. Help me send this text message. Help me through this phone call. I have done it so many times. I prayed for help and he always helps because in his word, he says, come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest in God. Trust and know that God will give you rest. You, my love, are enough. You are more than enough. Accepting that you are enough is the road to your healing. Realizing, my love, that you don't have to be perfect. Battling with perfectionism is a sign that you need healing. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to wish he wouldn't have said that. He wouldn't have done that. It's okay. It happened. It's over. Release it. Forgive yourself. Forgive other people. You are enough because you're you. You don't have to be like her. You were not ever made to be like her. That's a downgrade for you. Because God made you specifically the way you are for a reason. 
if you have been compared to your twin sister, to your twin brother, to your other siblings, if you've been compared to other people's children, if you struggle with comparing yourself to other people online, or if you just struggle with having to always have it right because getting a B was not enough, right? You lived in a life where you had to be perfect all the time or you just weren't enough. You weren't enough. I want to tell you right now that that's not true. You were fearfully and wonderfully made by God. You are more than enough. You are everything and more. You were sent to earth for a reason. There is something in your life that needs to be fulfilled. You have a purpose. You're supposed to be here and you're supposed to use whatever it is that God needs you to use to be able to impact the lives of other people. And accepting that you are enough will allow people to love you for who you actually are and not who you wish you were. And unfortunately, with the things that I teach, there can be that desire sometimes to jump from one place to the next and just be like, I want to be that. I want to look like that. I want to act like that. Like, I need that right now. And it's great because that's supposed to be part of you. But realizing that the parts of you that are you is what you're bringing into your femininity. The things that make you unique and beautiful, (laughs) that's what you're bringing. And knowing that if it doesn't look like this person, you're still enough. So pursuing your purpose, pursuing the purpose that God gave you when he created you, that is what's going to help you heal because you will realize that the Lord works out all the things that have happened in your life, the good things, the bad things, and the things, all of it, he uses it for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. He uses up all of the ugliness and gives you something beautiful for it. Know and believe, my dear, that God did not want you to experience any of those awful things. That was never his plan for us. When he created us in this world, he wanted us to have a relationship with him, to be his children. Because of the fallen world that we live in, that you will learn when you read your Bible as to how that happened with Adam and Eve, because of that, God had to intervene, which is why he sent his son, Jesus. And when Jesus came, he came to bring you this, this healing, this love, this compassion. He came to bring it to you. He's not looking for you to be this perfect girl. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Jesus loves sinners. God loves sinners. He loves you. He loves you because he made you. You're his. You belong to him. But he cannot force you to hand over your pain. That's your decision. Every single person has gone through something in their life that will cause them to realize they need God. They need Jesus. Everyone, everyone will come to a point where they realize that. They need a savior. They can't save themselves. 
So when you come to that point, that's where he steps in to say, I'm here. I came on this earth. I brought you the good news, which is the kingdom of God. I said, do not worry about your life. Give it all to me. What you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear, how you will live. Don't worry about anything. Just pursue me. Seek the kingdom of God. Seek the way we do it in heaven. And everything else will be added onto you, my love. And when Jesus was here, when he had to die for this, for you to have this, it says in his word that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for us. He was crushed for our wickedness. Jesus was perfect. He was crushed because of our wickedness, our wrongdoing, our sin. The punishment required for our well-being fell on him. And by his wounds, we were healed. By the pain that Jesus took up on that cross, it opened up the door for us to be able to receive healing. When he was getting those whips on his back, when he was feeling the pain from being pierced in his hands and his body, dripping with blood, he was thinking about you. He was thinking about how your dad was beating you, how your mom was starving you, how people were hurting you left and right, trying to harm you. He was taking that in his body for you so that even though it happened, you could receive his healing now. So many of you have gone through tons of diagnosis because of the things that have happened. You've been labeled with depression, anxiety, multiple personality disorder, bipolar disorder. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. Schizophrenia and this and that. There's so many names. They're just adding more and more each year. There's so many names. But my love, there is a name above all names. And that name is Jesus. That is the name that will free you from all of those other names. So I invite you to give all of this pain to God. To receive his healing. And in the name of Jesus, I release his healing to you now. If you'll receive it, just say, I receive because God is here right now. His power is here right now to heal. If you'll receive him as your Lord, as the Savior that you need. He will make himself real to you. And he is not just an ATM. He wants a relationship with you. He will take you and take all of those dirty, awful things and create beauty in you. Beauty in your life. Beauty in everything you touch. He will reveal why he made you. And all those things that have happened, they still happened. But you won't have to feel and be weighed down by them. And of course, seek a therapist because that soul peace needs to be addressed. And yes, the Lord can supernaturally instantly heal you completely. But in order to be able to understand 
and keep all of that. Having someone to talk to, to work through, will help you. Having a therapist is necessary, along with having Jesus, especially if there are chemical imbalances and things that have happened through drug use or through the use of drugs by your parents or just genetic things that have also added to the different things that have happened to you. A therapist, a licensed therapist is needed to help you with all of that. But when you have Jesus in your life, you have everything you need and he will lead you to the right person and you will have his love and his strength through it all. And I am so, so excited for you because this is the beginning of you really being able to embrace the person that God has called you to be. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He sent his word and healed them and rescued them from their destruction. The word of God is true. He will heal you. He will help you. You will be changed forever. And I hope and pray to hear about all the wonderful things that the Lord is doing in your life right now. For those of you ladies who want to accept Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior, there is a prayer that you can pray that will invite him into your heart. And I'm going to go ahead and read the prayer to you. And you can just say it, you know, to yourself. You can agree. You can just talk to God on your own. It doesn't have to be this formal thing. It's really a, a heart surrender of you saying that I want you in my life. I want to give my life over to you. And that will be the beginning of your life. You will be born again as a new woman. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. I love you all so very much. And if there's someone who needs to hear this, if this is not maybe for you, but you have a sister or a niece or a friend or someone who could benefit from this, please show love to them by sending them this message. It can be the difference between a lot of things for a person. Send it over to them. For those of you who don't know, I also own a fragrance line. It's a beautiful luxury fragrance line that is rooted in biblical scripture. And it's called Fine Forever. It's to remind you that as long as you have God in your life, you will be fine forever. And one of those fragrances, 2911, is based on a scripture in the Bible, Jeremiah 2911, where the Lord says that he has a plan for you. Okay. And that is 
One of the most important things for you to remember is that God has a plan for you. And one of the most beautiful things, apart from just loving to smell incredibly good, one of the most beautiful things about having these fragrances is the reminder of God's promises and God's love in your life. So if you don't have a fragrance, if you would just like to support my business, my ministry, God's work, then you can purchase a fragrance from findforever.com. And I hope that it blesses you greatly. I love you so much. I thank you for your time. You can follow me on Instagram. My personal page is Dr. Michelle Dab. You can also follow my podcast page of the Dr. Dab Show. And I would love to hear back from you in the comments. Whatever it is that you want to share with me after watching this video, let me know. I read all of them. I love you. I wish I could give you a really big hug. But just know how much I adore each and every single one of you. And I cannot wait for our next video in the series, Fiercely Feminine. Because that is exactly who you are, my love. A fiercely feminine woman. So let's take all of the things off and show up as the beautiful feminine woman that God has called us to be. Until next time, bye-bye.